Improper disposal of batteries can spark fires. Fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers cost millions and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash or recycling. Learn more at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Prince George's County. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome to the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Jokey. As always, I'm rolling along with Jackson McCurry in the special post-game edition of the Dogland Podcast. How are we doing today, Jack? Oh, uh, you know, it's another Brown Sunday. It's the fourth straight opener we've recapped, and then once again, it resulted in another loss. So, uh, honestly, you know, like... I think we're all disappointed the Browns did lose. But honestly, looking back now and, you know, taking the, you know, optimistic cap off, should we really be surprised by the outcome today? Not the not that the blowout, but the fact that, you know, the Ravens were the better team and they did win. I mean, that's honestly wasn't a surprise at the end of the day. Well, to, to be fair... In this, um, in our recaps, we have three losses and one one tie, even though that game was pretty much a loss. It felt like a loss. <laughs> I'll never forget leaving that stadium and just like feeling beyond weird because you didn't win, you didn't lose, but um, they had so many opportunities to win that game against Pittsburgh. They should have won that one. But um, you know, to, to to answer your question, no, we shouldn't be surprised because. Uh, this team really looked like what they are, and that is they are a, a team with a new head coach, a new offensive system, a new defensive system with like six weeks of practice and no preseason games. That That's exactly what they look like, and that's exactly what they are. And, you know, it's not making excuses for anything, but that's just uh, unfortunately the reality of the situation with – everything that's gone on with the, the pandemic, COVID, and um, how it's thrown a wrench into all the off-season plans and um, just just a, the lack of preparation that, that they've been able to have because of the, the lack of necessary time uh, that they were allowed. So, um, no, I'm not surprised. And, you know, I, I, I think that... Um, you know, going forward, I, I, I would tend to think things will get a little bit better, but it, it's going to take three, four, five weeks, maybe even longer for things to start to fall into place because that's kind of like the length of the normal preseason. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, anybody that says that we don't need the preseason, I think everybody kind of will take a step back from that now. Um, you know, I tried to. You know, I tried to warn people today. I mean, I said it when we did our preview episode on Friday. Like, I did not expect the Browns to come out and be what everybody hopes we were as a playoff contender these first few weeks of the season. I said, it's it's, it's going to take some baby steps. And I know everybody is so impatient because it's been so long since the Browns have been a winner. And, you know, I, I want to see them 
you know, be a playoff contender. I want to see them get up to the ranks of the Ravens, the Chiefs, you know, some of the teams that have just been, you know, consistent playoff winners. But when you re- hit the restart button every year or two, and, you know, granted, like a lot of these guys have been established for a couple years now. I mean, the Browns still have a long way to go to get to that point where they're going to be a perennial playoff contender. And, you know, games like today, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't have been a surprise. I mean, like you said, Anthony, they've only they've been training for six weeks. They didn't have any offseason work whatsoever besides virtual stuff. And, you know, these guys can, you know, get the playbooks and try to learn it on their own. But, I mean, it's it's difficult. I mean, like you go back to the 2011 lockout when, you know, you know, Pat Shermer was trying to put together the offense. And I know Pat Shermer and Kevin Stefanski are completely different coaches. Hopefully, you know, Stefanski is the right coach, but you know, they had to throw everything together in like six weeks because of the lockout. And, you know, the team got off to a rough start and, you know, Shermer was never able to get things going on the right track. You know, you hope Stefanski can get this together. He seems like a bright coach. I mean, yeah, there was some things today that, you know, and we'll talk about some questionable things, but it this is going to take time. You know, I think in a few weeks, I mean, obviously they got some games coming up that they can win. Um, it, but, like the passing attack is going to take some time. The defense has to get healthy. I mean, I just think everybody needs to take a step back, take a deep breath and just be patient with this team. I know that's asking a lot because we've been patient for so long, but just give it some time. Browns fans. I think, I think we'll turn the corner at some point. It's just, we got to be patient. Yeah. You're, you're right. in the fact that, you know, not many people want to be patient with everything that's gone on over the years. And, and, you know, it's, it's pretty justifiable because, you know, they change, change staffs, they change regimes and they're like, please be patient with us. And then they fire uh, them in one, two, three years. And then they ask the same thing again. And, you know, it's just been um, a, a vicious, vicious cycle for so long that um, the patience has been definitely running out among Browns fans. Um they did lose the game 38 to six and, you know, going up against a, a team with the reigning NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, he put up a, a, another MVP type game, um, just missing a, a perfect passer rating. He lost it there on that last possession that he had, um, rookie JK Dobbins out of Ohio state had two touchdowns, which just pains me to, to see, um, him on the Ravens um you you know Baker did not play very well uh there were a lot of forced passes uh he ended up the day um going 21 to 39 for 189 yards one touchdown one interception uh he was sacked twice for a, a QBR of only 33 um you know the the interception that he he had was a, a ball that was tipped. Uh, you you can make an argument that he didn't read the coverage correctly because if you go back and and look at the play, uh, Landry is wide open and a flat to the right. I don't know. I don't think that was his uh, direct read, but uh, I, I would think you should have seen Calais Campbell dropping, who's the one who tipped the ball. Uh, that led to the interception that was uh, a ball intended for uh, Kaderil Hodge. So, you know, I, I 
I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, he, he played an average game, especially with the, the new offense and everything. Uh, they did, he did have one touchdown pass to David Njoku. He had another really nice throw to uh, Njoku as well, who seemed to kind of be the only bright spot uh, of the game today. Uh, what did you think of Baker's overall performance in uh, the start of this 2020 season? It wasn't good. I mean, you know, I, with Baker, you know, there was some throws today that, you know, then they showed like the replay and some of the balls, there wasn't a tight spiral. Like, I mean, and we knew Baker didn't have the strongest arm coming out of Oklahoma, but like some of the throws were bad. Um, it seemed like he was going back to some of the mistakes he was making last year. Like once, you know, the blitz was going, he, he would, he would tend to scramble like Baker's not the fastest guy. I know he, uh, you know, cut some weight in the off season, but uh, yeah, he can't outrun some of these defensive guys. A lot of the defensive guys are much quicker than Baker, but he did make some good throws. He like, he had a solid chemistry. You know, he was able to find a Joku, a couple nice passes that touchdown, like you said. Uh, him and Landry seem to have a great connection. Um, you know, we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but. Uh, it seemed like he was forcing it to a certain guy today. Uh, but, you know, when he's not forcing it to him, Baker Baker looks okay. And, and that's why, like, with the next topic we're going to talk about, Anthony, I, I'm going to say something that might tick off some Browns fans, but I feel like it needs to be addressed. And, you know, the, the elephant in the room, obviously with Odell Beckham and Baker. Yeah, you know, uh, Today, Odell was targeted 10 times. Uh, he only ended up with three catches for 22 yards. And, you know, there's that, that one specific drive um, that, that eventually stalled out. But uh, he was targeted uh, six total times, three that were actually counted, three that were negated by uh, penalties. He drew a pass interference. He drew a defensive holding. Uh, and then uh, there's another ball that is targeted towards him, but there's holding uh, somebody was holding Kadero Hodge uh, on that play. And, you know, that drive, um, they, they were really going after him. You know, Baker was really trying to get him involved. And, you know, it, it was paying off um, in terms of, of the penalties. But on that drive and his uh, three uh, actual targets, he had no no catches. So, you know, there's times to get him involved, and and I thought that was a, a good drive to do it, and it was semi-successful because they were still able to move the ball because he was drawing penalties. But um, you know, they, they really went away from everybody else on that drive. Yeah, this is this is like the problem I have. Like, I think Odell Beckham's a good wide receiver, and but I just feel like since he's come to Cleveland. It's just not, I, he just doesn't seem to mesh well with this offense. Um, I, you know, I did the numbers 21 to 39. Baker only completes 53% of the passes. You take away both uh, Odell Beckham's, you know, the targets and the catches, Baker's completing 62%. It seems like he has a good connection with everybody on offense except Odell. And that's been that way since Odell got here last year. Uh, Anthony, I can't believe I'm going to say this. And I don't know what his value is, and I don't know, like, what a team, you know, give up a first-round pick for him. But I feel like by the trade deadline or 
obviously this offseason, if things don't start improving and Baker and Odell doesn't seem to, the connection's not there, I think the Browns need to trade Odell Beckham. I just feel like, and I know people will say, well, if you get rid of him, the talent on the offense gets worse. And that, and that might be true. But as far as the overall team, I feel like at this point, Odell and Baker don't have that connection. I know Stefanski said, you know, Baker, or Odell's a great talent. They want to get him involved. Baker even says it as well. I just doesn't. I just don't know if Odell's going to fit. And you know, people might say that I'm being overdramatic because it's one game. It's not really one game. It's been that way for you know 17 games. Like it just seems like Odell hasn't been what we expected him to be. It just doesn't seem like he fits. I know his best friend here in Jarvis Landry. And you have to wonder if they do move Odell, what would Jarvis do? I feel like Jarvis would be okay with it because he might see something that's just not going on. There might be something going on behind the scenes that's leading to this lack of chemistry between Baker and Odell. But it just doesn't make any sense where he's where Baker seems to have a good chemistry, good rapport with everybody on offense besides Odell Beckham. It's just, it's so fascinating. Hopefully it gets better and hopefully, you know, Odell and Baker can work this through. But at a certain point, if a team calls and says, hey, we'll give you a first round pick or we'll give you a first round pick and this, you know, Andrew Barry at a certain point is going to say, it doesn't look like it's working. Maybe we should move on from Odell for the betterment of the team and for Baker Mayfield. Uh, There's a lot there, right? Um, You know, I don't know if at the, any mo at this moment that Odell's trade value would command a first round pick. Uh, I don't think it would. Um, I I think there would have to be some kind of um, you know solid improvement on his part the to warrant getting a a first round pick in, in return. Um, you know, I, I don't know what uh, what he would have to do, but right now, I just don't think he has the value to to draw that uh, at the moment. Um, in terms of him, uh, if they were to trade him, the you know the other town on offense, there's a lot there. I, I know the the receiving position specifically would really only have Landry uh, at the moment. Uh, you saw them getting Kadero Hodge involved. Uh, Higgins had a couple targets, but, uh, you know, B- Baker definitely has a, a good uh, rapport with um, with Jarvis Landry. Now, you do have Kareem Hunt. You do have Nick Chubb. You do have uh, Austin Hooper. You do have Harrison Bryant. You have David Njoku. So there's other people to catch the football. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the old – um, the old saying, you know, there's only one ball to go around. And when, when you start trying to force things and when you, um, when you try to do that too much, it, it definitely causes a, a detriment to your team if it's not working. If it works, great. But, uh, you know, you've seen with, uh, to kind of go to basketball really quick, you know, you see, uh, in Oklahoma City, you know, you had James, uh, you had James Harden, you had Russell Westbrook, you had Kevin Durant on the same team, but there's only one basketball. And eventually, they traded Harden. Um, it, it improved Oklahoma City for a little bit. Uh, then they, you know, 
Durant left in free agency, not to get him uh, too much of a tangent on that, but you know, there, there's only there's only one ball to go around, and um, I, I I think it begs the question, Jack, does Kevin Stefanski's offense require somebody like Odell Beckham? Does his offense require uh, a, a talent like that at the wide receiver position when? It uses a lot of running backs. It uses a lot of tight ends, and it uses uh, uh, receivers that are very sure-handed. Do you think that Stefanski's offense will require a player like Odell Beckham going forward? Not necessarily. I mean, you look back at Minnesota, who he had to work with, Stefan Diggs. Who Stefan Diggs is a reliable wide receiver. Is he on the level of what Odell Beckham was? Uh, depends on who you ask. I mean, look, he went to Buffalo and he had a pretty solid game, like nine targets or nine catches, 90 yards for Josh Allen. I mean, you look, I mean, yeah, Diggs had over 1100 yards, six touchdowns last year in his full season as Stefanski's offensive coordinator. He, he had Thielen, they, you know, they, they had Dalvin Cook, Kyle Rudolph or Smith Jr., uh, they had a lot of guys to spread the ball around. Do you need that one dynamic playmaker? I Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, I would tend to think you don't. I mean, you look back at Baker's rookie year. Who was he spreading the ball out to? Jarvis Landry, Najoku, Perriman, Higgins, uh, Darren Fells. I mean, Duke Johnson, Nick Chubb. Like, he's spreading it around to everybody. You don't need that one flashy elite wide receiver we all thought maybe it would to put us over the top, but maybe it doesn't. And you look like Baker is trying to force the ball to Odell Beckham. Why? Because there's pressure because Odell Beckham is such a uh, high profile player in this league. If Baker's like, if I'm not getting it, you know, we know Beckham can help this team. Like if I don't get him the ball, like people are going to come at me saying it's my fault, but I mean, it's just the cards that are dealt. And I mean, Marlon Humphrey was, all over Beckham today. He was doing a good job of covering him too. So, uh, you know, if you're Baker, you, you go look for the open guy. You don't want to throw it to guys just to make them happy. Like that's not a formula for success. So hopefully they work it out. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, you know, in the next couple of weeks, like I'm sure Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are watching this, you know, trying to figure out like, how are we going to get this to work? You know, there is a lot of guys to get the ball on offense, but for the betterment of the team, everybody's got to make sacrifices at the end of the day. What did we think of the running game today? Uh, Kareem Hunt had 13 carries for 72 yards. Nick Chubb had 10 carries for 60 yards. Um, you know, both of them uh, were involved a little bit in the receiving game as well. Kareem Hunt had four four catches for nine yards. Uh, Chubb had one catch for six yards. But what did you think of how they tried to integrate the running backs in the the first game in this new system? I thought it was it was working well. I mean, in the first half, when it was a close game, like you know them running the ball, setting up the pass, it was working. You know, penalties happened turnovers, you know, missed opportunities to put points on the board. I mean, it, that is obviously the downfall of the game, especially in the second quarter. But I thought they incorporated the running game as expected. Um, you know, I'm sure someone, some people, some people will make it a big deal that Kareem Hunt got more carries than Nick Chubb. Uh, I did find it interesting that after Nick Chubb fumbled, 
think it was the fourth quarter or late third. You didn't see Nick Chubb the rest of the game. Now is that you know Stefanski just you know setting Chubb down and say we can't have you fumble the ball like you're not going to play. I know Jack Duffin was telling me he goes that's that's what the Patriots do. Uh, you know Chubb doesn't have a big history of fumbling the football. He's sure done it, but um, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think they were just kind of setting him down and saying like you can't. You know, we'd love that you fight for extra yards, but you still got to protect the football. Uh, they both ran with some explosion, uh, some burst. I I thought they played well. Um, obviously, the fumbles did suck, but uh, that does happen. But uh, overall, I thought the running game was used perfectly. It's just uh, a situation where they couldn't capitalize on it, uh, evolving it into the passing game and putting points on the board at the end of the day. Um. From, you know, besides Baker uh, or besides Odell, what, how do you think of uh, how Baker was able to spread it a, around with uh, the, the other receivers? Large Landry had five catches for 60 yards. Njoko, three for 50. Hooper had two. Uh, Hodge had one. Uh, like I said, Hunt had four. Higgins had one. Um, you know, besides Odell, what did you think of the rest of the, the receiver, the receiving group? Um, you know, I thought Landry had a good game, obviously, you know, you know, only one uh, missed target, but, you know, Landry did what Landry does. You know, Najoku, I think a lot of people were wondering, like, yeah, he's the number th- thir- three tight end on the unofficial depth chart. Uh, what's his role going to be? And, you know, every time, you know, he was involved in the passing game, like Baker found him. He made some big catches. Obviously, he puts a, one touchdown on the board. Uh, you do hope that the knee injury isn't serious that he left the game with uh, today. Um, I was really surprised that, like, Hooper wasn't more involved. Uh, you seen Brian out there for a couple plays. Um, but, yeah, like, you figure Hooper, you know, this was one of the big money guys. You figured he'd be more involved in the passing game, but that just could have been a coverage uh, situation where he wasn't open. Uh, so it would be interesting to see, like, how that's going to shake out. I'm really interested to see the snap counts uh, tomorrow when they come out just to see how much everybody played. But, you know, everybody's also talking about, you know, why is Kaderil Hodge playing more than Rashard Higgins? Why was some situations he was lined up as the number one? Um, You know, like, I like Rashard Higgins, but, like, people seem to forget he was cut a couple times by the first regime when he was drafted in 2016. Uh, He, you know, he had a good chemistry with, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield in 2018. Then, you know, last year he, he, there was the attitude, there was the refusing to go in. And, you know, the fact that, you know, no team like made a real big effort to sign him in free agency. And then he only settled for the minimum here in Cleveland. Rashard Higgins isn't all that great. And like, I'm glad they're kind of giving Kadero Hodge the opportunity last year when he got the opportunity, he made some pretty big catches in the limited action that he got, uh, about midway through the season last year, you know, if he's impressing in camp and the coaches are impressed with him, he he should get the reps over Richard Higgins. Like Higgins is good, but at at best he's like a third wide receiver, like on the same level as Kaderil Hodge. And of course, Kaderil Hodge is, we've seen what he's done on special teams. Like I don't have any problem with him getting more reps over Higgins. What did we think of, um, you know, to, to kind of switch to the defensive side and, and go to the other side of this. Um, obviously, the Ravens had no problem moving the football. And I, I think we saw, unfortunately, 
the um, the lack of depth rears ugly head uh, with um, the the linebackers, the secondary. Uh, we saw Jacob Phillips go out with a, a knee injury. Um, you know, going forward, that that is extremely important because you know he's in there covering for Mac Wilson, who's out with a knee injury. So, what do we think about the secondary, and what do you think we could do moving forward? Because we got a short week, we got Cincinnati on Thursday. Is there really anybody that you're going to be able to bring in in a couple of days to try and patch things up, or how do you see this playing out? Yeah, this was this was really ugly. Like the defense, uh, I mean, we expected the Ravens to put up points, but like it just got really ugly real quick. And of course, you know, the turnovers didn't help. You know, uh, you know the mistakes, like the penalties, like they just. It all piled up, and the Ravens, you know, as explosive as they are, they scored rather quickly at the end of the first half and just put the game out of reach. But, yeah, I mean, with the secondary, you hope that Greedy Williams is close to returning. Um, Tavier Thomas, you know, God love him, great special teams player, has no business being a uh, a corner getting uh, a lot of reps. And, you know, the Browns were already thin at corner coming into today. They had to elevate Robert Jackson off the uh, practice squad for this game. Um, You know, maybe they give A.J. Green a shot this week and a short week against the Bengals, you know, because you only can elevate guys um, twice per season. And, you know, I know as an undrafted rookie, he's probably not ready, but are they going to elevate Robert Jackson again? Do they bring in some guys uh, onto the practice squad? and get them ready. It'd be interesting to see what they're going to do. Obviously, Kevin Johnson's probably not ready yet. Uh, this was really bad. And then the safety play was not good. Uh, Andrew Sandejo, you know, he's there probably more as a mentor, and they have to play him right now until Ronnie Harrison's uh, ready. And that is another funny note that I'm going to bring up here in a minute. But, yeah, the safety play wasn't that great. You know, the linebackers, I mean, you look, Goodson and Taki Taki both led the teams in tackles, but... Uh, they had a hard time in that middle of the field, you know, covered Willie Sneed, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, Boykin had a couple catch had a few catches today. Uh, all in all, just was not the best performance. You, you hope, you know, Joe Woods will make the correct adjustments and get these guys uh, improved, you know, better in coverage and all that uh, with their assignments. Uh, you know, for the linebackers, they're inexperienced outside of Goodson and Malcolm Smith. So hopefully, you know, this is all learning experience. They learn from their mistakes and continue to correct them and grow as the season goes on. But, yeah, there's not much they're going to be able to do in these next couple of days because uh, they're really only going to have like one practice day because tomorrow is pretty much a film session. And then two, uh, Tuesdays are technically their off day. And then Wednesday is pretty much a walkthrough. So they really don't have that much time to prepare. So. It's uh, going to be interesting to see how they learn from this uh, disaster today and how they prepare for Cincinnati on Thursday. You know, there's certainly a lot of credit to go to the Baltimore offense and Lamar Jackson. Um, there was really good coverage, I think, most of the day on Mark Andrews, but the, Lamar put those balls in, in a spot where only he could catch them. Uh, he also made a few tremendous catches. So, you know, there's definitely credit to be had uh, on, on their part. Um, you know, they did a great job of, of moving the line of scrimmage. I, I mean, 
I'm curious to see who's going to put up more points this year. If it's going to be the Chiefs or if it's going to be the Ravens. I know last year was really close, and I I think it's going to be the uh, the, the same battle um, all all year with with those two going back and forth in, in that category. And uh, I believe they play each other at, at some point this year. Um, so you know, I'm I, I'm not surprised that that they're able to to move the ball the way that they did and score. Uh, as many points as they did in this game. When you play a team like Baltimore, and I mentioned this on the, the pregame pod, you pretty much have to play a perfect game. You can't turn the ball over. You can't have fake punts go awry. Um, you can't get inside the red zone and not score. You can't miss field goals. Uh, you have to convert all those opportunities that you get in the, in the touchdowns in order to even have a chance of winning. And, you know, at one point, uh, you know, when they were down 10 nothing, it, it seemed like this game was going to be over really quickly. Uh, they made it 10-6, to and then, you know, kind of like that matchup in, uh, in Cleveland last year, the second one, um, they scored two touchdowns right before the end of the half, and pretty much the game was over. Um, so well, when you play a team like the Ravens, you got to play pretty much the perfect game, and, you know, they got Cincinnati on Thursday, and they're going to have to play a, a heck of a lot better. Um, some more injuries. Uh, you talked about the Njoku one. We talked about um, uh, Jacob Phillips. We talked about uh, – let's see, which one other one did we talk about? Or maybe that I need to bring up, uh, Jedrick Wills. Uh, he left the game today. Uh, he had a, an x-ray done. Um they think it's just a bone bruise, uh, and hopefully he's good to go on Thursday. It'd be very interesting to see if uh, if he's not able to go, if they'll roll out uh, Kendall Lamb uh, at left tackle on, on Thursday, or maybe they'll move Conk to left tackle, put Lamb at right tackle, or if Chris Hubbard's ready, put him at left. Uh, they might have to do some shuffling there. So, you know, Injuries have really caught up with this team early on this season. Uh, you know, here in this game, uh, before the season even started, in the secondary and a linebacker. So not only did they only have, you know, six weeks to prepare uh, with a new head coach and a new system, but they, they've had so many injuries to, to begin the season that it's just been extremely detrimental to anything that they wanted to do and try to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, it, you look at it, you know, Andrew Billings opting out, then you lose uh, Mac Wilson, then you lose Grant Delpit, then you go today, yeah, you lose Jacob Phillips. Um, hopefully it's not a severe injury, but, you know, leaving the stadium in a knee brace, uh, not a good sign. You know, Jedrick Wills going down, and the uh, sideline reporter for CBS goes, He's he could barely put weight on it, so you fear the worst. Uh, yeah, but the X-rays were negative. He's getting an MRI on Monday, so hopefully it's not bad news there. Um, although I did think like Kendall Lamb didn't play bad coming in uh, for Wills. You know, in the fourth quarter, granted, you know the Red, the Ravens were probably backing off, but like he was opening holes for uh, Kareem Hunt. So uh, you know maybe if Lamb has to go, he has starters experience. So. Hopefully it's a situation where if he has to play Thursday, it won't be too bad. Um, and then, you know, Najoku had the knee injury. So, yeah, you just hope the injuries don't pile up. 
because the Browns are already in a deep hole just because they're behind the eight ball uh, compared to other teams. Um, so, yeah, just hopefully everybody stays healthy. Hopefully the guys that are out right now get healthy because uh, we really can't afford any more injuries at this point, especially on the defensive side. Uh, you know, losing Wilson um, and Delpit, and, you know, obviously Johnson's out right now. Greedy's out. You know, if we lose Phillips for quite some time, that's just uh, makes the linebacker room even more like desperate for a player to come in and make a contri- contribution. Um, before we get out of here, Jack, uh, I know we have a short week on, on Thursday. Is there anything that you want to, to discuss in, in regards to Cincinnati or we, we want to wait till uh, tomorrow or Tuesday to discuss that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can wait and go more in depth on Cincinnati later this week. I actually, I can't believe we didn't even talk about it, but Austin Seibert, uh, I'd be on watch maybe because, uh, didn't look good for him today. Uh, missing the extra point, which was his six miss already. Uh, and looking back last year, he missed five and the only one that had missed more than him was Adam Vinatieri in that category. So, uh, and then he obviously missed the field goal late in the first half, which really, just completely put the game away and Baltimore was able to capitalize on that. So uh, I wasn't a big cyber fan coming into the season and uh, it didn't really make me want to be a fan anymore uh, after today. So uh, I'd be watching to see like what the Browns are going to do, if they're going to pull the plug on him already or uh, what's going to happen with that. I mean, obviously Parky's on the practice squad and that's not really a, a good insurance policy, but uh Cybert's got to be sweating at this point. Don't spend draft picks on kickers. I think it's that. Thank simple. you. <laughs> it um, was a dumb right. move then. It was a dumb move now. Thank you. Good job, Dorsey. Um, as we get on out of here, you can always follow Jack on Twitter at Jack McCurry08. Sure to follow me on Twitter at Anthony Joke, J-O-K-I. Uh, follow the podcast and a website uh, at the Dogland. Uh, with all that, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, another tough loss uh, to start the season, um, unfortunately. But uh, we'll be back uh, within the next couple of days. We might have a, a special guest uh, tomorrow or Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. With all that, uh, going to get on out of here. And most importantly, go Browns. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.